This is PodKit, episode 41, Decidedly Less Premium, on Saturday, September 1st, 2018. And now, life is better when your computers don't work. This episode of PodKit is hosted by Brandon Johnson, Brian Mitchell, and Ryan Rampersad. This episode has show notes at thenexus.tv slash pk41. So, a few Apple things have happened in the most recent few weeks here. This is true. Quite a lot of Apple things, even. No events, but but tons of leaks and rumors and good old-fashioned news. It reminds me of last August and or July, August, September, but not quite as extreme. We didn't have a HomePod firmware leaking that mm. leaks lots of new things, but um, we have a couple images and then a bunch of uh, spelunking that that at underscore inside has been doing and finding some cool new things truly truly so uh without further ado let's dive in uh first and foremost there's a lot of information about the new iphones that came out just in the past couple of days yeah so these these new iphones i mean they're you know we've been hearing about these for you know quite some time now new new 10 models but what were they going to call them well Mm -hmm. apparently we have a name Brian, what's the name? The iPhone extra small, <laughs> no, the ten ten S or XS. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious if this is. I feel like the name XS is just. Well, it sounds like X, XS. So on one hand, I don't know what image they got um, the XS from, or from what. I don't know what leak mm-hmm. they have to verify that it was XS. I almost hope that was just a placeholder because it's such I, an awful yeah. name. Right. It hurts. I agree with you. It it's not only extra small, it's it's tens, it's excess. <laughs> it it means very little. Yeah. I don't for sure. I don't know what it could be. I mean it either means a lot or it means extra small or it means tens. I mean it's right. nothing's good about that name. <laughs> oh, when I said it means very little, I guess that's kind of that has multiple meanings, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um but it comes in gold. Well, that's and a nice. shiny gold at that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so we've been verified that there will be two models of the new 10 model. Um, the screen sizes will be 5.8, which is what they have now, and then also a mm-hmm. 6.5, which is um, quite a bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm considering getting that larger one. We'll see. You though. should do it. Once once you go to a bigger phone screen size, you never need to go back. I'm considering it as well. Um, I have a seven. I think Brian, you do too. Yep. Um, so I, th- I think we're kind of on the same phone-wise schedule nowadays. But um, I've, I've been kind of rocking the seven with a battery pack for for um, basically the entirety of the past year, um, which maybe is a little unnecessary, but I've I've found it to be um, all still pretty helpful uh with this thing getting a little long in the tooth so it might be just about time and the spec bumps for the for the tens extra small xs um it 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 seems pretty compelling so uh, let's play a game of pricing so last year the iphone 10 cost one thousand dollars and i think there was another model with more storage above that but i don't know what that price was right what do you think the pricing tiers will be for these new models I'm sure there will still be one at the grand mark. I bet that the 10 will be less than that. I don't know. I feel like jumping to 1,000 was quite a bit of an increase. 
and that the 10 or whatever the 10s will be i don't know maybe 900 mm-hmm. 800 it depends how much storage they put in it yep and then of course you can get the upgrade to from 128 to 256 or to 512 or something yep. an extra right. 150 or 300 or something like that but i think the plus model will be at least 150 more than the base as well yeah i right. I, I pretty much agree I th- i'm thinking um like 900 and 1100 yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah. So so the um the note line just came out and the the phone starts at a thousand and on mm-hmm. the um internals spec upgrade, so more memory and more storage, um, that's two hundred and fifty dollars more. So right. with an actual screen size difference, you know, something around there seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, and maybe they'll give us some more storage with it too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. What's next? Lots more stuff about iOS 12. Um, yeah, so uh, using iOS 12, people have found some kind of interesting stuff, like by, by, by taking a look at what comes along with the SDKs and the, and the build versions that are issued to developers. Um, so the first among that list is uh, the potential for Face ID on iPad, um, which is, you know, like I, I still am rocking an iPad Air 2, um, and... Um, you know that clearly wouldn't be part of this uh it barely like it has like the first generation secure enclave if you can even call it that if that's even the right term um the insecure enclave yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) uh that's that's a good one um but um bringing that to a new platform makes a lot of sense definitely seems like that's the route apple's kind of going to um supplant touch id where possible yeah so Basically, bringing Face ID to the iPad is a great idea. I have no problems with that. So, I very rarely use my iPad, but when I do, you know, I press the little power button in the top corner, and I just stare at it. And I keep (laughs) staring at it. And then I realize, and I wonder, oh, right, this isn't one of those things that wake up when you look at it. Because Mm -hmm. I'm so used to even my not-Apple phone actually doing that. If you tell it to wake up and then you look at it it authenticates you i'm just so used to it now Mm -hmm. um so yeah ipad is going to desperately need it and i feel like i'm still happy with touch id and the ipad because i didn't get an ipad with touch id until was it a year ago in the spring so like may 2017 right and so it's still kind of novel for me that like i can use one password and not have to type in my master password all the time totally it's awesome but with the face id it'd be even better yeah, for me, I haven't even used, like, I don't own a device that um, supports Face ID, so it's not extremely um, intriguing to me. I'm sure as soon as I get um, a phone that has Face ID, my brain's going to start to think in those terms, and I'm going to start to be very upset that other devices don't react in that way. Oh, totally. You will be very upset, and you'll just, you'll just um, you'll do what I do, which is you, you come to a device that has a camera, and you know it does, and you just yep. stare at it. Why? Oh, wait. Oh, right. You're not one of them. Okay, I get it. Right. Yeah. I guess that's. It's not entirely true that I don't. I have a my Linux laptop. My custom laptop has a Windows Hello camera in it, but that thing never works. Yeah, it's because um, you're running Linux. Well, <laughs> well, it, it it doesn't work when I'm running Windows either. Oh, so, uh, okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah, but that that could just be I haven't trained it in ideal in, environments. At least it has a friendly name too. Windows yeah. Hello. Hi. Um, so, so in addition to getting Face ID on the iPad, 
there's also this um, iPad picture that somebody found deep within mm-hmm. iOS 12 that shows the iPad with very thin bezels, extraordinarily good-looking thin bezels, and right. no home button, and no notch. So And they're uniform, too. That makes us wonder, how will they accomplish Face ID with no notch? <laughs> well, this, the sensor bar has got to be hidden in that rather tiny uh, bezel. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that bezel is a little larger than on the iPhone, and it doesn't, you know, the the bezel doesn't curve off the edge of the device either. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this looks really nice. I am a big fan. Um, is mm-hmm. the current small iPad 11 inch? Is that is that the number they use normally? I think 10 11 and a half. Right? Yeah, 10 and a half to 11 is usually the. Um, like what I would consider the full size iPad, not the mini. Okay, but then they do have the three hundred thirty dollar nine point seven inch iPad right. as well. Yeah, right. I think I think these are still Pro models, so I guess that's that makes sense. Right. Yeah, that looks really good. So so when they come out with these new models, um, what do you think about pricing for these? Uh, I'd have to imagine that those are going to be the pros. So we'd yep. be looking at roughly a grand to get into it uh up to 1500 probably for the smaller model you think so because the current pro definitely does not cost that much it doesn't no oh, the 12.9 well. inch here i'll, I'll pull it up um now. the the 10 um, the 10.5 inch which is the 11 inch on that little screenshot picture somebody found that's 649 base model really yeah huh. yeah and the 12.9 is 799 so base. so these 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 prices are very competitive um and, and the yeah. word pro doesn't mean what we always want it to mean, which is good. It just means the next tier up. Right. I uh, I guess, like, hearing that, A, shows me just how outdated my iPad pricing info is in my brain. <laughs> and uh, B, it actually kind of helps sell me on it. Um, so I guess this might be a very expensive September for this kid. But uh, You know, uh, that also is a good question. So do you think the screens will be LCD still, or do you think they'll go somehow to um, OLED? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I, I'd have to imagine they'd stick with LCD. I agree. Uh, OLED, the, OLED, the color accuracy. And... OLED on that screen size is a big deal. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they got a little bit more expensive. So it starts at seven ninety nine, and then the other one is eight ninety nine or something. But um, right. I think the the pricing is pretty pretty good. It's amazing to me that you can get a 13-inch iPad for only $800. That is pretty surreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's not how I remember it at all. <laughs> yeah, but. I know. It's it, it's kind of funny like um just 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 uh tech product pricing in general has crept up, but it's no longer oh yeah, that's a lot of money. It's like, yeah, okay, that's kind of reasonable. Right, right. It's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's—I agree with you. It's kind of where we're at nowadays, for sure. Some other stuff we've seen come out of the iOS 12 uh, pre-release builds uh, include references to multiple SIM card slots, which is super intriguing, especially for folks who um, go out of the country a lot, or even just have like, um, uh, kind of a. Uh, like location or carrier based like bifurcation about some things. Yep. So um, so basically anywhere that's not the United States. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think this is quite popular in like Brazil and India mm-hmm. and maybe China. Yep. Where you know, you have a work sim and a and a personal sim and you sw- swap the sim card out so you don't have to carry around multiple phones and you can separate the two and have on and off hours. Yep. 
Um, I've also heard that this this iPhone would be region specific, so mm. it wouldn't necessarily be for sale in the United States. Yep, but that makes sense. We we don't know yet. Yeah, the um the Note line that just came out here, they have um, so it's it's technically the same phone. It's just the SIM tray is different internally. So yeah. instead of having um a spot for an SD card, you have a a, a second spot for another SIM card. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it could work on something like that. That's that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, also, in the lineup of iPhones, there's the rumor of the kind of middle in between the iPhone XS or iPhone XS Plus, and it'd be like an LCD only, but larger phone, maybe a six point one inch display, and that might be cheaper, mm-hmm. but and maybe not have Face ID or maybe what I don't remember, but it'd be LCD, not OLED a few cheaper things and so it'd be that you know budget large phone versus a budget small phone like the iphone se was right um yeah this is ever since we've been hearing about the three model lineup for this year this phone has stood out as being the odd one out because it's in between the two other sizes but it's supposed to be cheaper because it's not using a, a premium screen but how do you position it in the marketing lineup? Right. Yeah. Um, China only. I I would be very surprised if Apple talked about a phone here in the U.S. but then didn't sell it. Right. Yeah. I feel like they usually have kind of a global reach. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, I mean, if they actually didn't release it now and then had a separate event in China, which would be unheard of for apple i don't think that's ever happened right um then if they did it there then cool i guess that's that's nice um just seems unlikely uh so yeah i don't know we're gonna have to see i guess that's gonna be the one of the big big reveals about how they market that so what do you think Mm -hmm. the name of that phone will be no idea (laughs) the iphone no idea xse oh my gosh (laughs) Sorry, 10SE. Well, no, I think I think we need to make it XSV, which is excessive. <laughs> yeah, that would be something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's a, it's an awful name. It only comes in gold. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard people call it the um, iPhone 10 Lite. Hmm. That's not a good name in my opinion, but... It's spelled L-I-T-E. Yeah. Well, Apple has never really used that phrase. No. And that no. kind of, the the consumer packaged goods market research brain if, uh, uh, that I have, if I can even be said to have one, uh, immediately is like, that sounds like an iced tea brand or like, you know, that's not Apple. That's not premium in any way, shape or form. Well, there you go. Problem right. solved. I, I, yeah, I guess I'd maybe go for like iPhone 10 Air, Ugh. but that that seems even worse. It is. I don't it like is that worse because then you're 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 commingling lineups with different right. names. Well, there's already the iPad. There already was the iPad Air for a time. Yeah, but, yeah. I know, and I don't like it. Yep. Nope. I I agree with you, but I I feel like if they were to go for anything in the same span or in, in the same kind of like realm of naming as light, it would have to be Air. Yeah, it's bad, but. But air yeah. brings that it's small and lightweight, not not necessarily cheaper. Right. 
Um, so, Guillermo Rambo on Twitter, who's at underscore inside, he's yep. done all this spelunking. Um, he says that there might be four new iPhones, the uh, model number T500 or the iPhone 9,7, which would be an iPhone 7 replacement, or the iPhone SE 2. We'll see. And then there's the N84, which is like the iPhone 11, couple one, which would be the 6.1 inch LCD um, notch face ID dual SIM option, which sounds like more intended for other markets but maybe maybe that has the i don't know maybe they sell that everywhere i'm not sure and then the iphone 11 3 and 11 5 which would be the 5.8 inch oled notch face id and the 6.5 inch oled with notch and face id yeah i so this this lineup makes sense to me do you think the iphone se2 which i don't think we've seen any pictures of will have um I don't know. Maybe it won't have a notch, but will it have the home button? Do you think it'll look like the others? Well, if it doesn't have Face ID, I would imagine a home button, but maybe they just do the swipe up action like they do on the 10s. Yeah. That would be a cost-saving measure, right? Mm-hmm. No button. It would be pretty interesting if this were the year, like if this were the event where they just like got rid of the home button across everything. Well, so right? that's that's kind of what I want. Um, yeah. I, well, no. What actually, what I really want is one screen type. Right. Um, so as an app developer, um, and, and, and for sure I've I've done this. We've yep. had to add special code into our apps to for the handle notch. Yep. the notch. Yep, so absolutely. on phones with a notch, we can detect the screen size and then, okay, it's a notch phone. So now we have to bump down all of our content because there's nothing we can do with that notch space. Right, right. But there's... Apple has the concept of safe insets, so that should be handled for you automatically. React Native, nothing's handled for you unless you handle it. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, so the thing that we, we've done with React Native apps in the past, or that I've done with React Native apps in the past, is you can do some configuration at the xcode level to improve that but it th- it's not gonna it's, solve everything yeah it's not as sure. flexible as an actual native app um so it's partially our fault but it, it would still be nice to not have to have two sets of of layout design just give us one set right for sure gone are the days of single iphones every year right although that is kind of funny now that i think about it so even if we get a set of phones a set of iPhones with notches, even this um, SE2, which I, which sounds really good, um, then then the iPads won't match because apparently they're not going to have notches anyway. So, right. Oh well. I don't know. I think this is fun. Um, I look forward to seeing an SE2. I think that's that's good. Hopefully, it isn't um, so crippled and um, so out of place. Hopefully, it's just just good enough. And furthermore, on the iPhone topic um mkbhd on youtube got a hold of some uh pre-production or just just the physical body somehow he got the shells high quality yeah prototypes shells something like that probably for case makers or something yeah um and he showed those off and they look pretty good in public yeah so so when you actually look at these three phones here so you can you can pause the video to look at these there's there's the three phones and there's the smaller 10 and there's the bigger 10 and then the the, the one we can't name yet, the middle one, has only one camera. And so that's right. also a distinction. So it is it is definitively less premium than the others. Mm. Um, but but it's as far as I can tell, it still has a glass back, and it still has the same kind of rim. 
the other thing that was kind of weird about that is it, it seemed to have like a, a separate, um, I don't know, not a separate skew, but like there was that hardware identifier, that like three or four character hard, hardware identifier. I think Brian, you listed one of them off before, um, that like the decidedly less premium, the iPhone DLP for decidedly oh less gosh. premium, uh, <laughs> has like an N84, um, identifier attached to it whereas the new one like the the true 11s i guess we can call them are d3x both both of which are are listed as d3x and then the 97 uh has a has a separate identifier of its own so like it's kind of intriguing to see kind of that component too like what that what that code might reference like clearly it's something platform level because like the the iphone 11 comma 3 and 11 comma 5 seem to um, definitely share a platform, but like that the iPhone 11 one has the same model identifier, 11 comma one, um, but a differing like platform identifier N84 versus D3X. Like, so I think um, that X might be a placeholder. So like, uh, uh, D30 and D31. Gotcha. That's what somebody in the comments below Mentioned. That's not just somebody. That's Will Strafat. Stra, Strafat. Yeah, he, he's old, old hacker, jailbreaker, security yeah. researcher. He's he's pretty legit for sure. Um, oh, and uh, you're right. Further down in the replies, um, the original poster says they're they're referred to that in code. They're referred to. Oh my gosh, it's referred to as the iPhone Nine. Oh, it's awful. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, no, that, no... that name doesn't make sense to me because you you buy it and you're already like, oh, it's old, but is it? I don't know. I, I don't know either. But that's how it, that's what people must have felt with the iPhone eight. Yeah, that's true. Uh, right. They've already done that, I guess. And then the question is that for next year and for for future releases, what do they call any of these phones? Right. It's the nine S, but then what do you call the eleven phone? Well, we just have to let Phil Schiller's team. Uh like knock around with it a couple times or, or we just, see what they come up with i don't know i i, I just i give up <laughs> they should, i mean just start using years it's the the 2018 iphone yeah but what happens when you release four different phone types in one year yeah. iphone iphone plus iphone minus <laughs> yeah minus there we go yeah <laughs> uh, it has to be the approach um, yeah, I recommend watching the the full video here because you can see what uh, all of the phone shapes look like, um, and MKBHD does the um, post production editing thing, uh, where he actually has a fake iPhone 10 screen fitted on each one. Yeah, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. kind of fun. Um, so if you thought we were going to talk about iPhones all day, um, you'd be wrong because we're going to talk about MacBook, MacBook and Macs now. Back to the Mac. Back to the Mac, but not too far back, because it's Apple. Um, So, allegedly, Apple will release a new low-cost laptop, in in quotes. Um, Let's talk about that first. Um, It'll be similar to the MacBook Air, with thinner bezels, um, an actual Retina-like display, um, 13 inches. Um, You know, that's that's all I know. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you I say think? about time? Um, I think the tw- the MacBook One or twelve inch MacBook is it's a cool computer. It's a great portable size, but it is almost so restrictive because of that. 
and I think it's good that we need we have another MacBook coming in. I wonder if the non-touch bar MacBook Pro will be discontinued because it's kind of it's using the same uh, thermal powered CPU as the 13-inch MacBook Air, mm-hmm. and so I think they kind of need to get rid of that or rebrand that as this lower-end MacBook, and maybe remove a feature or just say it's macbook or maybe they say it's a macbook air again i either way i think that low end definitely needs some rework yeah for sure so right now the macbook airs that you can buy from apple even start below a thousand dollars i think the little the little macbook air is gone but the regular size macbook air which is the 13 inch one um that one sits around still uh and that's that's totally fine I think it's pretty popular because the the MacBook is so underpowered and only has the one port, and it starts at what like fourteen hundred or something. Twelve hundred, uh, I'm not 12, sure. Twelve hundred, I think. Um, so yeah. the, the the two MacBook Air models that you can buy from Apple are the thirteen inch. Um, there's a hundred twenty eight gig and a two hundred fifty six gig option, um, and those are thousand dollars and twelve hundred dollars, and then the MacBook, the macbook one the what what do people call it these days macbook adorable is that what people call it now <laughs> yeah um that one costs um a whopping 1299 $1, $1300 right yeah so how how does this fit in with the this whole lineup now though so do they make the macbook a thousand dollars somehow and then they have these two new MacBooks, maybe. Maybe they just don't even call them MacBook Airs. It's just new MacBooks mm-hmm. at a 13-inch size, and that starts at 13 and 15. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure. I think something needs... To, I think I hope they get rid of the Air for sure. I'd, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's really weird, though, because I think a lot of people are still buying these cheap significantly cheaper macbook airs i mean it's uh it's a thousand dollars to just buy an apple computer at this point so that's really good for somebody um i think it'd be weird for them to take that away from the marketplace yeah and i I think education for sure is still buying these awful things i mean i can call up ian r buck and verify (laughs) right right well for sure and there's and there's like you know, there's there's something to be said too for like um, in large enterprise situations too. Like, um, there's definitely among like quote unquote enterprise IT for sure. And and end quote, um, there's like an, uh, definitely a bifurcation among like quote unquote people who need MacBook Pros yes. and quote unquote people who need MacBook Airs. And yeah, you know that is a great point. Um, my uh, not my current company, but my client company. Um, they uh, recently just ordered a bunch of MacBook Pros for the developers. Yep. And instead of paying an extra $300 to get um, MacBooks for their yeah. non-developers, for the you know executive team, basically, they yeah. bought them MacBook Airs. And, and so they saved $300, but they also were able to reuse every dongle they've ever had. Um, you know, we can plug in HDMI. We can plug right. in um, yeah, you know, USB mice and keyboards. That was a huge deal for them. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, repurchasing all that stuff is ri- is ridiculous and happens all the time. Yep. Um, in fact, I think um, uh, something kind of funny happened at work recently where um, 
I I realized that the only USB Type C like there's one USB Type C adapter floating around that's like USB Type C to what is it to straight up uh, Thunderbolt, mm-hmm. um, and like IT holds onto that so it doesn't run away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I I I asked to borrow it um, to help somebody run a presentation, and, and in order to um, to take it, you had to give them your shoes, right? Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like when you're going to school. I, I, I did kind of get a skeptical look like I know you don't have a MacBook that has <laughs> that has type C who are you going to lend this to so that I can hassle him to make sure it comes back <laughs> well no it's like yeah. in school when you wanted to borrow a calculator or something you had to give the, the, the teacher your shoe or something right well in that case <laughs> to make it to make it worth their while I would have had to leave them both my shoes uh, my backpack uh, my probably my laptop too to be honest I don't know what are those adapters running $1300 now $1400 <laughs> I believe so <laughs> yeah so yeah so the the the, the whole thing about having a, a a new macbook air replacement um makes the whole lineup get even more confusing and called into question um, right okay so if that wasn't confusing enough let's talk about the other thing which is a new mac mini yeah this is really intriguing for me yes me too they also say it might be more geared towards professionals professional so. mac mini whoa right and like this this is super killer i think particularly for folks who do ios development or people um, like me who are trying to increasingly offload ios development onto a um real machine onto, onto a real machine yeah right so that i can work uh on perhaps a lower powered or maybe even less reliable machine yes uh, like for example a macbook pro that has uh graphics card issues possibly Oops. a faulty graphics card um right then then i could ostensibly you know use an xcode server to run a build and uh and work off of that rather than necessarily having um having things behave as uh ha- ha- having to kind of deal with the endemic problems of a, of a of a laptop um that maybe isn't fully functional um which you know you might be asking yourself as you're hearing brandon say this um hey Brandon, the solution to that is to get a new laptop, not to get a new Mac Mini. No. Well, uh, I don't know what it is, right? Because a pro Mac Mini, a desktop class Mac Mini, can um, can handle quite a bit and can handle quite a bit um, better than I think a laptop that has to make, um, you know, kind of uh, power compromises. Right. And, uh, you know, compactness compromises among other things yeah uh, cooling compromises heating and cooling compromises so i think that's something we need to talk about so for example for sure. in in this article um bloomberg writes here that apple's planning to have the first upgrade to the mac mini in about four years now we do know that the mac mini starts at a very low 500 dollars, which is for a computer that has a dual core i5 only four gigabytes of memory and a spinning rust hard drive yep um, so, so hopefully we actually get a computer that's a little bit better than that. Um, so, so I, I guess this is an interesting question. So what, what I'm looking for mm-hmm. to, to Apple actually doing is basically a MacBook Pro, but without a screen. Mm-hmm. So, so give me a 13 inch MacBook Pro, but just don't attach the screen to it. Right. And make fewer, uh, thermal compromises, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the um, tailoring it for pro users could be something you know, 
I don't think there are many people who switch from desktop PC to desktop Mac anymore. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a the original purpose of the Mac Mini is kind of for nothing now. And mm-hmm. so just well, the reason nobody switches is because there is nothing to switch to. Well, even beyond that, everyone uses a laptop. Only days. because that's what we have to do to get a computer that's any good from Apple. Right. Well, no, even even Windows computers, it's all laptops. I mean, that's not true. Workstations on the Windows side are working just fine. Yeah, I mean, I just think for, I don't know, maybe maybe not. I think few, more people use laptops and mobile devices today than they do desktops, and I think desktop use is definitely going down mm-hmm. in a like home personal environment. Um, I think there are certain uses of the Mac Mini, like in a colo space, like Mac Mini Colo or yeah. No Mac Stadium is what they're called now. I um, think that space is highly exaggerated and unlikely to be mainstream. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but it's it's a use case. Um, for sure, a use using case. Using things like Xcode Build Server or a Final Cut Render Server. Yeah. I think I think it's like um, one, one out of X. I mean, one out of ten. <laughs> yeah. But there are Good uses lot. for a, a more affordable, just small Mac just to have on your network to do some things for you. Because you don't want to have to buy a Mac Pro or an, an iMac and just not use the screen. So I think it's good that they have some lo- not Mac Pro style computer that they sell. Right. So this is this is the, um, I don't need a Mac with a screen computer, but I don't want to buy a laptop because it costs an extra $1,500 that I don't need. Yeah, for compromises that I don't want. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so now let's pretend they actually come out with a computer. What is going to be in it? What is it going to be? I would like to think at least a quad-core CPU. Okay, probably, quad-core. Probably a mobile mobile chip. I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of the new six-core, um, what, i5s? Because I think they have those now. I, I would hope that that would be the case, but I'm kind of with Brian. It might be a mobile chip. I'm staring... Um, right in the face right now of a of my current mac mini um which i got um you know thoroughly second hand possibly third hand <laughs> um uh extremely inexpensively but it's definitely running a mobile chip and you can feel it yeah a mobile chip from a number of years ago and that's that's totally fine but i think just uh knowing apple and the compromises that they like to make even if they build this as a pro mac mini i'd have to imagine it's going to be a mobile class cpu regardless yeah so i'm looking here at the macbook pros so you can get a um quad core i5 well no you can get a yeah you can get a quad core i5 so i I think that's a good baseline to look for and they can Um, sell that as more energy efficient as well for sure that, that is something they have on the website for the current mac mini because that runs super low end mobile chips mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah the the mobile chip is kind of crippling but i don't see them going away from that um what else do you think it'll do you think we'll have solid state from the base model up i would like to think so for the pro for the pro i'd have to imagine it would yeah yeah um uh, base base ram configuration eight Eight. Yeah, if it's four, it would be offensive. <laughs> I hope you prepare to be offended. Uh, soldered, yeah. soldered, or socketed RAM? Absolutely soldered. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, how many Thunderbolt ports? Two. It depends uh, on the CPU they use. How many they, other they could ports? Push four. <laughs> I I would be I would be intrigued if they did four Thunderbolt ports, no USB Type A. Yeah, 
well and uh, just in general how many other ports even like do you think there will be other ports i bet it'll be thunderbolt hdmi ethernet what if there is no ethernet or hdmi oh my god um <laughs> and and what if there's no power supply you you charge it through thunderbolt right exactly <laughs> and they ship god. a power supply for a macbook pro with it uh, right well though that would that would be catastrophic if you unplugged that cable while it was running yeah Those but cables I mean, are who too does, easy to who does that why are you moving your macbook i mean your mac mini i mean i i yeah. moved my mac mini earlier this week when my macbook was being awful and i needed to uh i really 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 needed to get something done so i uh moved my macbook plugged it in somewhere else your macbook and, but what about sorry, your mac mini? sorry sorry my mac mini uh, right so you plugged I it in somewhere else MacBook. but you you were doing it unintentionally Oh, that's true. Yeah, so that's okay. Nobody, nobody moves a Mac Mini in, you know, unintentionally when they're doing something important. That that would be bad. Uh, unless you're extremely stressed out, maybe. I but. guess, <laughs> and then you're about to throw it out the window because it's a four-year-old Mac Mini. Right, right, um, right. Okay, so how much do you think this secret Mac Mini Pro thing will cost? Six ninety-nine. <laughs> it's a dream. Yep. Seven ninety nine, uh, maybe something six, like that. Sixteen ninety nine, is that what I heard? Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking it's got to start at least at the same price as a base MacBook Pro. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you there. Or a thousand dollars, like they can have some awful model for a thousand dollars, but but right. fifteen hundred for. I think, I think they could push. I think they could go sub thousand, maybe nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's because they that's, they aren't that's, that's shipping a, a screen at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Um, it depends if they can share a lot of the stuff they've built for other computers. So I, I wonder, can they take literally the motherboard from a MacBook Pro and throw it in here? Call it good. Well, that's what I've been asking for. I mean, imagine the... Com- so, okay, so what do you think the shape of it will be? Do you think it'll still be this weird little metal square? Or do you think it'll be a little bit different? Taller? Wider? I bet it'll still be a square. It depends if they have an internal power supply. It will really dictate how large it can be. And yeah. if they go to a solid state versus a spinning drive, that'll make, right. allow them to go a lot smaller as well. Oh, you know, um, Aaron at work, uh, he he asked a good question, um, and not live. Um, he asked, do you think it will have the chip that, that, that was added recently to the MacBook Pros? What is that chip? You guys know I don't. The T2? Yes, that one. Um. Yeah, why not? The iMacs have it. The yeah. iMac Pro has the, the T1. Um. Yeah, why not? It's secure boot. I think that's the way that Apple will be going in the future. You think? Right. Do you think they'll add a fingerprint sensor? <laughs> that would be <laughs> awesome. That'd be so weird. That would be pretty strange. You know, right in the middle of that Apple, like you just touch the Apple and you get fingerprinted. Well, you know, I'm thinking of all the Mac Mini applications. Um, you know, like as signage or whatnot, where like you're never going to actually be uh, physically near to the Mini. Yeah, really, I know. Right. Or physically accessible. That would be pretty funny, but I guess you just use password off then. Yeah, exactly. That I, you know, it's another non-feature that I kind of wouldn't put it past them, but I, also, I, that's 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 a stretch even for us, right? <laughs> so I know a lot of people use their Mac Mini as a like a media PC. Yeah. Um, the current one has an audio in and an audio out port for three point five millimeter. No. I'm assuming this would still have at least audio out now nah. thunderbolt do they do they keep optical in oh, that wait. chip as well it's, do, do they have um do they have a headphone port on the um, macbook pros i don't know i don't have one yes they do. okay okay yeah, then they'll then they'll keep it 
I think, especially for the Mac Mini, they should make sure it's an optical audio out as well. I don't remember if all the MacBooks do that still or not. But Yeah, um, probably not. Apple would have to invoke another virtue in order to take that away. And they're not ready to do that. That They've already exhausted courage. Exactly. I bet there'll be an HDMI port on it as well. That's no fun. I just think for ease of, of use. Hold on while I call up ease of use on this MacBook Pro. <laughs> hmm. Well, okay, so the MacBook Pro has a screen built in. This this wouldn't. I don't think, the, you know, by not having any video out port other than the Thunderbolt, they're requiring every user to buy a dongle. And I just think that's a little too far. No, no, it's not. That's, that's the Apple way. Because who's going to only have one monitor hooked up to their MacBook, Mac, Mac, Mac Mini? Everybody's going to have at least two. <laughs> or none. I think if they don't have a port on there, they will, bu- they will bundle a dongle. No, but. no, you got to buy it. $39 dongle by now. Okay, so that, that was cool. Um, I think we're um, almost out of time, so let's talk about the watch. Yeah, so an, uh, the same day as the iPhone X, sorry, 10s <laughs> was leaked on 9to5Mac, um, a screen or a marketing picture of the Apple Watch Series 4 was leaked, um, and it shows... A watch with some smaller bezels. It looks a little thinner, pretty sleek, and it has this new dense watch face with like eight complications. It is so, an extremely complicated watch face. Truly, it looks indeed. Great. I would love to use it. I am surprised, and maybe this is just the Apple lifestyle, that somebody's meeting subject line is only three words long. Yeah, true. <laughs> I have meetings that have paragraphs of subject lines yeah right right i i got you there and i like the the thing about the the four is like there's there's much ado about the new um kind of uh body style and um possibly the new innards and whatnot uh and that updated that updated uh watch face yeah lunch with ken who i mean you all know me and my verbosity but yeah my email or my um calendar event titles are all longer than that too yeah um i feel like where this might work is i guess for people who are still rocking the you know series zero apple watch to this day um brian do you still do you have a series zero or a series one i have a series zero and a series three. Oh, right 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 because we upgraded at the same time um are you thinking about the four at all we will have to see um i think there's just too much we don't know yet yeah however much i'd love it i'd probably wait another year right because every year is that really necessary right that's kind of where my, yes that's kind of where my mind is at too it feels like this is nice but it's not nice enough like i I already get most of the utility um uh out of my watch by it being a gps tracker admittedly yeah. and then every everything beyond that is a uh burnout accelerating nightmare of notifications um but uh i feel your pain uh right so it's like uh i don't really feel the need to drop another 500 bucks or whatever on a new uh on a new burnout machine Um, i think i'm at a good cadence with upgrading phone one year watch the next year yeah and then ipad maybe somewhere in there too every four to six years yeah (laughs) So, so this new watch will have a, a slightly bigger display, right? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So, will it get any thinner? It looks like that would be a, a strong yes, but 
to be honest, that people make such a big deal about the thickness of the current watches. They make it. They make a big deal because it looks so big. I I don't I don't know, but I agree. Maybe I'm just drinking the Kool Aid, but well, you actually wear it, so it's probably not as bad when you actually wear it. But I that's when fair. You, when you look from the outside, I think they they have gotten a little thicker, and I think slimming it down again would be nice. If they have that more screen real estate for larger battery and, and something, I think that would be appreciated. And and even if it, everyone wearing it is fine with how thick it is, if it looks a little thinner, it might entice more people to buy one. I think so. Fair enough. Um, so do you think they're going to do um, anything special with it? Like, what's the what's the headlining feature other than the slightly larger display? I don't I don't know if Apple can swing. Ooh, it's a slightly larger display for the big improvement what else is in there wasn't there some sort of rumor a while back about apple being its own mvno uh its own cell yeah. operator I think, I think that rumor has been going around but i find that hard to believe i i've you know maybe this is wishful thinking as a watch owner but i think it would be interesting if they were like hey you know a- apple will now carry your cell service for for your watch Right. Well, maybe maybe not the phone, but it starts with the watch. Yeah. Hey, if it's cheaper than the fifteen dollars a month AT and T charges, sure. Well, here let, let's think about that. So, so what, what if you what if Apple said, okay, you buy the watch for I don't know how much does watch cost? Uh, let's say four fifty. Okay, so you buy the watch for four fifty, and we'll give you and and, and so then for two hundred dollars a year, we will just handle all of the connectivity. Okay, well that's exactly. more that's more than fifteen dollars a month. Sure. Cool. Apple loves it. Let's do it. Exactly. But it's Apple, so it's way better and worth it. And you can pay it up all at once. <laughs> it won't be. I don't have to deal with uh, big red or uh or uh big blue AT and T or whomever. <laughs> big blue, yeah. Uh medium purple and micro <laughs> yellow. Right, exactly, exactly. Well it's like um there's there's not really any um, you know that was that was a big consideration for when I was looking at upgrading my watch last year, right? Like I thought I thought really hard about getting um, the watch with cell service because it would be really interesting to have um, that kind of availability, especially when like I'm out on a long bike ride yeah, and I do sure. something dumb yep. like uh, leave my cell phone at home and get a flat tire and need, need a lift back and can't because I left my phone at home. That hasn't happened yet, so I think I proved out that I personally don't need that, but. Um, you know, I, I, I thought about that. And one of the big reasons I didn't, uh, in addition to Brian's experience, um, was like, I, I just didn't really want to deal with having to throw, tack some more money onto a Verizon bill. Yeah. Um, cause that's already expensive so, enough. Right, right, right. And I feel like if it were an Apple bill, maybe I would be, uh, less disinclined or more inclined to think I, about it again. I would agree. So I think I think that's I think that's an interesting thing to think about. I don't feel like this is the right time for totally. an Apple and VNO kind of setup. Yeah. But but the uh, yearly baseline charge kind of thing, I think that's a cool idea for them to explore. Is there any other hardware thing we can think of for a gimmick for this model? Honestly, I feel like just speed. That's a good question. Maybe it's a little faster thinness and it being a little larger. If they were able to s- if they were able to somehow figure out Face ID, <laughs> that would be entertaining. I don't think that would be strictly speaking necessary. Again, I'm just ideating on ridiculous yeah. things that would well, be way out of left we, field. We, but. we know that iPads can do it without a notch, so maybe the watch can do it without a notch. 
right there was some patent flying around about about having an integrated camera in a watch-like form factor that apple had a while back i should see if i can track down that link um but so do I, you, I also um, don't think that's now but i think that would be interesting do you think the bands from previous models will be compatible it looks <sighs> that image makes it look like it would be um right the the so I think the screen might be larger, but the physical footprint of the watch will be the same. So the 42 okay. millimeter might now be a 45 or something, but it's the same case size as the old 42 millimeter. Right. Yeah. And even if it's a little thinner, your watch band might suddenly be a little more loose or a little tighter based on how you wear it, but it would fit the watch still and that would be fine. Sounds good. Well, I guess there are a couple more uh, quick news items that we can run through real quick. Um, some smaller stuff that's not necessarily related to the event. Um, starting with um, Apple's uh, App Store affiliate link program, or rather the discontinuation thereof. Um, now, this is really interesting for folks like uh, the Wirecutter and, and um, like review websites that yep. often get um, some portion of their income from like affiliate linking uh where apple apple um kind of kicks back some amount uh of sales that um are made based on um referrals from these websites um back to the websites that referred them um but it sounds like that's just straight up gone now um i know there are some independent ios developers too who are building apps around the affiliate link yeah ecosystem. Uh, john Voorhees um, of mac stories i think exactly exactly um, so that must be kind of disappointing for them as well. Yeah, it is too bad. Um, so do do we have uh, um, any ideas why they might have done it? My guess is that they're pushing the App Store discovery features and the, the articles and posts they have there. I think their editorial and curation teams are larger than they used to be. Mm-hmm. And it's just an expense that they don't have to or don't feel as necessary anymore. I do think that the app ecosystem has matured. And it's not so much on, ooh, let's find an app for this. It's more, okay, what of the big apps should I use? Right. And so I think there's just less of a need for all these reviews. Now, on the other hand, I think that's unfortunate because there are a lot of cool indie apps being released all the time. Right. And affiliate links allows sites to more support themselves to review and discuss and share those new apps. Yep. Right, I'm thinking about other smaller sites too, like Mac Stories and the Sweet Setup and places like that. You know, maybe not like uh, you know the Times's technology section or Ars Technica or or whatnot. Like those folks will be fine. Maybe maybe what Apple found is that like most of the affiliate revenue was going to those larger sites, and maybe they don't care about that. Yeah. Right? About like subsidizing um, sites that are already more or less as as large as their uh, as large as they are i wouldn't be surprised if apple also found that there was just a lot of noise from affiliate links on right. spammy you know top five games of this week sites yeah right i think exactly yeah i bet they they have a bunch of data as to where the most revenue is coming in from and whatnot so i think they probably have good reason for it it's just unfortunate yeah. for the others who are affected by it mm-hmm. totally uh, next up, it sounds like um, there's some AirPlay news. Yeah, so last week, I think, or the week before, the discontinued Airport Express, discontinued since April, got a software update to have support for AirPlay 2. Nice. Um, 
so my I have an Airport Express first generation that I yeah, bought like, in high school, like in 2010 or something. Right. And it worked fine. It stopped working when I moved here, and I tried to plug it in. It's it never it never it's like the audio plug doesn't work or something. I don't know. So I I now run a server in my living room that runs SharePoint Sync, which implements the AirPlay One protocol. So uh-huh. that works great. And then I have a a cord running to some speakers. But there's you know the AirPlay One has a two second delay. I think having it being AirPlay Two would just be fun because then I can put out my speakers and my TV at the same time or something. Right. You know, why not be on the latest and greatest? So I'm considering buying an Airport Express on eBay or used somewhere. Amazon does sell them for the $100 still, but I don't really want to spend that much on it. Right. So I saw there is one for sale on Facebook Marketplace for $20 in, like, some super out of the city suburb. <laughs> but I don't really want to drive, you know, 40 minutes one way for a $20 Apple TV. Or right, right, Airport right. Express, sorry. Yeah, it's a little far. I think uh, at a certain point, you're going to pay more in gas uh, than you <laughs> would to just get that one on, on Amazon, eh? Yeah. yeah. But all the ones on Amazon are like prop, or all the ones on eBay are proper like eBay sell. They're all bids and like it's... Mm. it's That's too I was, much work. I was working at, at lunch at work the other day and it, you know, went up several dollars just me sitting there and I was in a little bidding war and, and I'm like, eh, it's not worth it. Yeah. So I might see. I think I should have bought one immediately when they did the update before people realized that they were worth some a little more again. <laughs> but gotcha. We'll see what I do. Uh, well, uh, if you're interested at all in an Apple TV that you could have free of charge that also implements Apple Apple, uh, sorry, AirPlay two. Um, I don't know if that would be at all interesting, but I've got one of those lying around. Yeah, there's no audio out on there, so it's a little more tricky. On an Apple TV? I guess I should check mine. They're HDMI, and then the the Apple TV Generation 3, 2, and 1 had an optical out. So oh. I did at one point run, when I was in college, I had an, Air, an Apple TV 3rd Gen that had a optical out to RCA adapter that I ran in oh. the stereo. And yeah, that you're right. Okay, that wouldn't work. That, that only implements AirPlay 1. So, Gotcha. So I have... I have a, one that's too new and doesn't have an audio out that actually makes sense i think i tried to do that at jsmn once and was disappointed that i didn't have audio out yeah i i bet someone makes an hdmi to audio adapter it just <laughs> but then but then you need another dongle what's that about it's everybody's favorite lifestyle <laughs> yeah yeah well last but not least i think um you know brian and i are now both running the ios 12 betas me too yeah Hey, everyone, everyone's on the beta? Nice. I don't have an iPhone, but I do have an iPad. Nice. nice. So I I got it on Thursday night. It was, like, really late. But I'm like, well, I'm just gonna, why not? I'm just going to update it now. Because um, that was when the alert that said, you're running an outdated version of iOS, please update in the iOS 12 beta pop-up <laughs> went out for a day. Yeah. Bad daytime logic, apparently. But I was running the iOS 11 public beta still. And so it was happening on there, too. Only it said iOS 11 beta. Hmm. And so I'm like, well, maybe the iOS 12 one fixes it. I think I was behind on Twitter, so I didn't see that it was still doing it for everyone. So I updated it. Still happened, of course. And then it worked the next day. I updated it right before lunch because the new beta was then released that fixed it. Nice. Yeah, uh, a couple days ago, that pop-up was really incessant for me. And I was already running the 12 betas because... um, 
I, I like to watch the world burn and I like my personal devices to run beta, like early beta software because living on the edge, it's fine. If it's stable, life is better when your computers don't work. That's my motto. <laughs> um, oh yeah. I ran Joe broken for years and it was the same way. Just unreliable continuously. Right. Well, and it's, it, it's kind of nice except for when it's not right. Um, so there's, there's, there's something to be said for, I think, um, uh, one of my coworkers made the joke that it really makes you feel better about software you write when you see other people's software fail, right? <laughs> that is yeah. a horrible way to live, but I agree. Uh, even Apple causes out-of-memory errors sometimes, right? I guess uh, so. <laughs> womp womp. Um, but no, it should be interesting, and I think it sounds like we're going to try and have a conversation about iOS 12 um, at some point and record it and release it as a podcast episode. Um, is that is that still uh, still the plan, Brian? Yeah, look out for that on Second Opinion in the next few weeks. It's a good Should plan. Should be pretty awesome. Cool, cool. Well, I think that just about does it for this Apple-centric episode of PodKit, which is sure uh, awesome because that's kind of uh, our deal here. here at PodKit, yeah, so you'll, you'll be hearing us most likely next time, uh, shortly in the future, where we are talking about the Apple Keynote. When is the Apple Keynote? September 12th at September 10 a.m. Pacific. That is wonderful. And so you'll be hearing us on the Nexus special that we do for that event. Um, and I'm sure we'll be talking all about the things that didn't get released that we desperately wanted, like a Mac <laughs> Mini. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that, I guess. Should yeah. be pretty Lots fun. Lots coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So that'll be pretty fun. Um, so, uh, Brian, where can we find you on the Internet? Well, you can find me just about anywhere, but especially on Twitter at Brian Mitch L or on my web- website, brianm.me, where I have a new living documents page. Um, I have a new a new one there that's all the gear that I use, so like my computers nice. and phones. And that's whatnot. cool. I should so do that. Check it out there. So, Brandon, where can we find you? Uh, you actually can't find me on the internet uh, for the next what? week or so. Uh, I'm basically uh, probably not going to be on Twitter or uh, most, most of the places because... Uh, I have a really busy uh, week of uh, of work and meetupy things this week, um, in preparation for the first ever uh, official recurring JavaScript MN that will take place at my workplace. Nice. Um, in addition to like a bunch of client deadlines and other fun stuff, uh, so I'm going to be pretty heads down this week. You know, uh, normally but... when people say, "Yeah, you can't find me anywhere on the internet," it just usually means they're going on vacation for a week. Uh, so that's kind of the entertaining part because uh, I'm I'm going to be also uh, traveling to Portland for XOXO Fest. Oh, nice! Um, uh, Thursday through Tuesday. So, uh, is that going to you know. be your first time there? Yeah. So um, the that past couple, cool. the past couple of years that they've had it, I think they've had it for four years and then skipped last year. Yeah, um, something like that. So, like for all four years that it was occurring, I was in college, um, and the University of Minnesota has this fun policy where if you don't show up for class. Um, for every day of class within the first week, they can kick you out of the class, um, which, uh, of course, uh, that's a problem. Being, yeah, me being me, I don't really want to get kicked out of classes because at that point, I had a really strong priority of graduating. Turns uh, out, <laughs> turns turns out, that's a kind of a big deal uh, when you're in college. Um, but now that I have graduated, I don't need to show up for classes. And in fact, if I did, it might be considered a little bit strange. Um, so you now skip uh, work. I know, so I'm I'm taking advantage of the PTO I never use, and uh, <laughs> PTO you and, can never use. Right, 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 right. It's uh, it's 
one of my coworkers is making fun of me for for how bad I am at PTO. I actually took yeah. Wednesday off too, but I'm not going to now because again, deadlines. Yep. Um, so uh, that that's where I'll be Thursday uh, through through the end of next week. So if you follow me on Twitter or on Mastodon, um, where my username is Brandon MN, Brandon underscore MN rather, or Brandon, um, that's uh, where I'll be posting about some stuff. So should be should be fun. But generally speaking, I'm going to try to keep my internet stuff to a minimum so that i can uh get done what i need to get done you can do that thing we call focusing (laughs) maybe we'll see maybe who needs that never guaranteed focus just never uh, maybe fewer frequent or less frequent posts on instagram of what food i'm making delicious well you can find me just about everywhere but especially on the twitter at randomar and of course on mastodon uh i have no idea which one but my username wherever it is is randomar uh, and of course on my website ranrampersed.com you can find the the two others if you go to my mastodon which is uh, mastodon.cloud slash brian mitch l and then you can look at my follow list and i followed those two or they follow nice. me whatever one's shorter will probably be easier yep and of course you can find uh, show notes for this episode uh, at thenexus.tv slash pk41 and of course on uh, our subreddit uh, r slash thenexustv and you can go to our patreon patreon.com slash thenexustv where you can support things like us talking about things like that we just talked about <laughs> that was a thrilling read yeah very very thrilling. well done Ryan that was awesome fast thrilling fast. gotta get done we patreoned it very focused one might say whoa whoa what <laughs> well this is fun on that note we will uh check in at the next podcast where we will return with new twitter followies in that episode yep you have a good one all right have a good one have a good one The Nexus, the Nexus, the Nexus TV podcasts from, from the, the technological, technological convergence. Tech news is dominated by big announcements with big bombastic personalities. Developers, 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 developers. Sometimes they make us laugh. Yes, I'd like to order four thousand lattes to go, please. Sometimes we laugh at them. Courage. Sometimes we're filled with awe. There it is. Whoa! Check that out. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes they throw shade. Toxic hell stew. Sometimes they inspire. Live, learn, and love. They never want us to forget. Remember that the show's never over, because I got one more thing. Now, it's often difficult to make the journey to see these events live. This is a freaking dirt road! Oh my god! (laughs) But we here at the Nexus TV have got you covered. On our show, Nexus Special, we recap and analyze all the biggest announcements and keynote events in the tech world. So come join us as we explore the brave new worlds that await us. Subscribe to Nexus Special in your favorite podcast player today.